0: Welcome to the Beware the Stampede Podcast. I'm your announcer for today, Jeremy Grethel, and let's get ready for kickoff. Good morning, Bills Mafia. And hopefully everyone is doing well today here on this game day edition against the Seattle Seahawks for the 1 p.m. kickoff in Buffalo I'm Jeremy Greffwolf from BewareTheStampede.com, and thank you for joining me this morning. First of all, if you're not following me on Twitter, please follow at BWRTheStampede, and you can also follow on Instagram and Facebook at BewareTheStampede. Also, make sure you go to BewareTheStampede.com to enter the giveaway that we're working on with Joe from Believer's Talk to give away an autographed Don BB jersey, which is going to be ending the 22nd of this month. So make sure you go there, log your entries, get them in, a couple different ways you can enter – And again, make sure you're following Joe at YouTube on his Believer's Talk channel and also on Twitter at Believer's Talk. So, let's get into the game today. Very excited. Beautiful day here in western New York for 1 p.m. kickoff time against the Seattle Seahawks. So, last week, obviously, finally dethroned the Patriots. Cam Newton with the fumble. Uh, That game was a lot closer than I was hoping for. A nail-biter. A stressful game. But nonetheless, still a win, which was the main thing that we needed because we needed to get through the Patriots to make sure we can keep that lead in the division, to have an opportunity to finally win the division. The Bills haven't been the AFC East champions since Josh Allen has been born. So Josh Allen has never seen the Bills win the AFC East, and this could be his time to actually do that. He could be the one that breaks it in his lifetime. The Bills have an 85% chance of winning the AFC East. So it would be the first time that they win the AFC East since 1995. In that 25-year gap only trails the Browns and the Lions among the active droughts. Uh, Seattle coming to Buffalo, um, they've actually only played the Bills in Buffalo three times, which is actually the fewest road games against any team that was in the NFL when Seattle joined in 1976. So it's pretty interesting. Um, last time the Seahawks were in Buffalo was uh, 2008, where the Bills beat them 34-10 to 10 in the opening game. Now... We're all thinking, and I thought this too, actually. Maybe we're not all thinking this, but most of us probably were. Well, the Bills get a 1 p.m. start. That's good, right? Because the Seahawks, it's going to be 10 a.m. for them. Probably going to be a little sleepy still. Might not be used to the the time change, a little sluggish. Unfortunately, that's not true. That actually doesn't really work in our favor. 1 p.m. Eastern start time, which is the 10 a.m. start for the Seahawks, actually doesn't favor us. They've gone 18 and 6 in their last 24 10 a.m. Pacific starts. And by that, they've also won 10 in a row, including all seven since the beginning of the 2019 season. Seattle's actually already won two of those games this year, which was at Atlanta and Miami. Um, and they actually have another 10 a.m. Pacific start time game this later this year when they play Washington on the 20th of December. The whole hope that they're going to start out sluggish because it's going to be early in the morning for them is not really a statistic we can base much off of. Now, granted, it could just be coincidence. Seattle's a really good team. They have in the past few years. While we can sit here and say, wow, they're 10 and all in the past 10 starts at 10 a.m. Pacific, they're just a really good team too. I mean, Russell Wilson is playing at an MVP caliber level this year. Obviously, you've got Lockett and Metcalf. Um, their rushing game, not as strong as obviously the passing game, but nonetheless, when you've got two guys like that you can throw to, that does change things quite a bit. One thing the Bills need to continue to do that they did do a better job of last week to make sure that we can try and keep this game close, because I do think this is going to be a tight game, I do think it turns into a shootout, is the penalties. You know, this year we've got 53 penalties for 503 yards. Seattle's got 37 for 277 yards. So almost double the yardage as the Seahawks. But last week was much better. The Bills only took 5 penalties for 30 yards. So that's good. That's something we need to continue to see trend in that direction. We can't be giving up free yards to teams. Anytime we do that, when they're moving the ball, that's going to put us at a disadvantage. And the thing is, with the Seahawks, they have a hard time moving the ball on third down. So if we can manage to keep the Seahawks in check, we don't manage to take penalties. We could be all right here because moving the chains on third down... The Seahawks are near the bottom of the league at 39.2% in third down conversion rate. The Bills actually are in first place in third down conversion rate at 51.58. So we do a good job moving the ball when we get the opportunity to in third down situations. However, we aren't doing a great job stopping teams from moving it in third down. Um, We're allowing them to convert over 50% of their opportunities. So again, we need to not give up the free yards, give them the opportunity to get those short third downs, and we need to make sure that when we have the ball, we continue to convert those third downs if we end up in those situations. And that's going to be tough because, you know, obviously the CLC Hawks have Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright, who do a great job keeping rushing offenses in check. And last week we saw a big dose of what I was hoping to when I talked about the podcast against the Patriots, which was M&Ms. Because, again, I love M&Ms. And Motor and Moss put up great numbers. Uh, they both had over 80 yards, or rushing yards, they split touches as far as rushing attempts go, and they played a great game. Moss looked great. You know, he's a strong back. He keeps the legs moving. You know, Singletary's a little more elusive. Moss is more of a north south kind of guy, but the tandem looked great. That's exactly what I was hoping we would see. That's why I hope we continue to see. But I do think they're going to have a hard time rushing. You know, we haven't done a great job rushing anyway, as far as, you know, our yards per carry it hasn't been great this year. And. Seattle Seahawks have the 5th lowest yards per carry average against them. So they're keeping everybody in check. Our rushing average is only 108.6 yards per game so far this season. So it hasn't been a big focal point. So that needs to continue to change. We need to continue to try and balance that out as things go. Another thing, this is kind of interesting as well. If you look at the jerseys the Seahawks are wearing today, which is going to be their white jerseys with gray pants, they're only 1-7 in all-time wearing those. Not sure why that is, but anyway, hopefully that favors the Bills. Anything we can find that will favor us is always good. The other thing is we've got to keep this game close. If we don't keep this game close, it could get ugly quick. I think we can. We have the weapons on offense to do it. I'm a little more concerned on the defensive side of the ball, as I have been most of the season at this point. But Allen needs to play a little bit better. He's thrown an interception in each of his last four games. So that's concerning to see that start creeping up. And if you look at his statistics the first four games, he had a 122.7 QB rating and a 70.9 completion percentage with 12 touchdowns and one pick in the first four games. In the past four games, he's had a 79.2 quarterback rating and a 62.8 completion percentage and only four touchdowns and four interceptions. So the past four games, he's really struggled. So it's important that we make sure... Allen's making those good throws. The receivers are getting the separation they need to catch it. One thing I'm concerned with is Jamal Adams is back this week, so that's going to make it a little bit tougher task for Allen and the receivers. But one thing Seattle struggles with is the fourth quarter. So if we can keep this game close, we put ourselves in good position. And as we know, the Bills in the fourth quarter have performed really, really well, especially Josh Allen. Uh, Seattle has allowed 22 touchdowns this season, and 11 of those have come in the fourth quarters of games. In three of Seattle's seven games, the opposing team has scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So that's good for the Bills. Buffalo scored 23 touchdowns this year, and eight of those 23 have been in the fourth quarter. So 35% of the Bills' touchdowns have come in the last quarter. If we can keep this game close, with Josh Allen as our quarterback, looking at the statistics that we have in front of us, it does favor the potential of the Bills to come back and pull it out, or keep the lead if we're in the lead. I would prefer that over the other option. However... One thing to keep in mind, if we are in a situation where we're down by two touchdowns, we are not out of it, okay? So we don't need to sound the alarm bells and and go into panic mode. They just need to do what they always do, which is continue to move the ball, perform. Josh Allen's great in the fourth quarter. We all know that. The Bills can put up the points in the fourth quarter and just be smart with the ball. Don't make mistakes. Don't take penalties. Don't make turnovers. And we could be okay. And I feel pretty confident about that. The other thing everyone's really concerned with D.K. Metcalf. One, I really wanted to draft the guy. I like him a lot. I liked him in the draft. I liked him in college. I thought he was going to be a great player. He's turning out to be a great player. Now, I know he didn't perform fantastically well at the Combine, but I'm one of those guys that I would rather see actual field game experience and how they're performing games than I would over the Combine. Because the Combine, you have one bad day That changes everything. It doesn't mean that that's how good you are, not how good you are. It's just trying to put everybody in a base metric that can be measured. Because you could have guys coming from Alabama that are super good playing some top competition and guys coming from, let's say, Georgia Southern, you know, Tyler Bass. And you got to try and find a way to level out the metrics to say, okay, on an even playing field, this is where everyone matches up. DK Metcalf, the guy's just a freak. I mean, the guy just has raw talent, raw, natural ability, and that's hard to measure. And some days you're going to have a bad day. That's just the reality of it. But in actuality, he's been killing it. So, one thing with Metcalf this year is he's probably going to be the number one target, which means White will probably play on him most of that game, which is good. Now, the thing is, everyone's worried about him. Everyone's worried about Tyler Lockett. I'm worried about Lockett as well. But in respects to DK Metcalf, White is one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. When DK Metcalf gets one of the top cornerbacks on him, he struggles to get the ball. He struggles to have any sort of production. An example of this is is Patrick Peterson, who they just played last month. In that game, Peterson tracked Metcalf on 42 of 49 of his routes, and he allowed only one catch for six yards on four targets. Last year, when Peterson was shadowing Metcalf, Metcalf didn't even have a catch and was only targeted once when they played, and that was in Seattle last year. So... DK Metcalf has a really hard time when there's good cornerbacks on him. I'm not saying he's not gonna have he's gonna be non-existent in this game. Not saying that at all. The guy's talented. He's got natural ability. He will probably be involved in some way. I'm sure he will get the ball. But what I'm saying is I don't think it's very likely he's going to have a ton of success against the secondary in this game. I'm not saying Lockett's not gonna go off for 150 yards. I hope he doesn't. But DK Metcalf should be shadowed by White most of the game. Hopefully will not be as involved in this game, which will hopefully make it a little bit easier for the defense to focus on Lockett and shutting him down and being able to focus a little bit more on the rushing attack. I think it's going to be an interesting game. Um, Obviously, Wilson's playing great. Wilson's completing 71.5% of his passes for over 2,100 yards with 26 touchdowns to six interceptions. Wilson has three or more touchdown passes in six of his last seven games. And in those games, Metcalf and Lockett have combined for 1,255 yards and 14 touchdowns. Important to make sure we get good coverage on those guys. Important to make sure we can keep Russell Wilson contained, not give him a lot of time to throw. They've got to get pressure on that pocket. They've got to collapse it, and they've got to force him out. Now, granted, he can run. You know, He's not as fast at 31 as he was a couple of years ago, but he can still move. So they've just got to make sure that if they do get to him, that they can get to him quick and get him on the ground. So it's going to be important to get a pressure. I am a little worried. Obviously, Milano's out. That's concerning to me because I'm not confident in A.J. Klein's abilities to kind of fill in that role in any way in the same capacity. We've all seen that. We all have questions and concerns about that. It is what it is. Not much we can do about that. He's out you know, this week and next week on IR. So we just got to keep our fingers crossed. Hopefully for Klein, he will step it up. Obviously, when the Bills went out and got Lee, maybe that's a wake-up call. You know, if I was Klein, I would be concerned about that move. So, hopefully, he plays better today and steps up to the production we're hoping to see in that fill-and-roll. But either way, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to turn into a shootout. I would not be surprised to see each team easily score over 30. Do I think the Bills win? That's tough. I go back and forth on this. I want to say yes, because it's the Bills. I always want to say yes. I think the Seahawks probably pull this out, but I would not be surprised to see this game within a touchdown and I think that could easily come down to the last couple minutes of the game. If that's the case, I think that game favors the Bills. I'm going to say it's it's going to be 34-31 Seattle, but I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case either. This could easily go either way. There's no, To me, there's no clear-cut winner. Because on both sides of the ball, there's a lot of opportunities for both teams. And it's just going to be who takes advantage of it. And for us, it's going to be limiting the penalties and turnovers. That's going to be a big piece of it. We can't give away free yards, and Allen's got to protect that ball. You know, we've got to make sure that we're not throwing it away, you know, to the other team. Now, he's really come back down to earth the past four games, and that concerns me. If they can get through Seattle today, that's going to be a huge test because their schedule for the remainder of the season, fifth toughest, because you've also got Pittsburgh later in the, in the season in there. I still think we win the AFC East. To me, at this point, that's not a question. It's just where do we end up in the rankings of the AFC. And the Seattle game is going to be a good test for us. It's going to be a good competition. If we lose this game, I'm not going to freak out. You know, we've lost to Kansas City. We've lost to Tennessee. If we lose to Seattle, those are three really good teams. We're not taking bad losses. I'm not saying we want to lose games. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying if we're looking at the quality of losses, they're not bad losses to take. You know, we're not losing to the Jets. At the end of the day, regardless of what happens... We're still in a good position. We still control our dusting in the AFC East. So as long as we play well, we make smart decisions, we don't turn the ball over and we don't give away those penalties, I feel pretty confident we got a good shot. Hopefully you all enjoy the game today. Hopefully everyone has a great rest of the day, has a great Monday. Hopefully it's a victory Monday, knock on wood. So we'll see what happens there. But in the meantime, everyone stay safe. Have a great day today. Enjoy the game. Cheer loud. Cheer proud. Go Bills. And beware of the stampede.